This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning! The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. Hello, this is Jim Polson from Safety Wars. We took a little hiatus here because of the holidays and I think most people know about our struggles here with a flood from Hurricane Ida earlier this fall. So we're back here, we're hoping to do some more regular broadcast. Today we're going to have something a little bit different. We're going to cover today and our next broadcast on outreach training. Specifically today we're going to talk about marine terminals outreach training. A little bit of background here. OSHA has a number of outreach training programs. Construction industry, 10 and 30 hour. General industry, 10 and 30 hour. Maritime industry, and maritime includes three things. Shipyards, longshoremen training, and marine terminals training. We're going to talk about marine terminals training, and there is also another one called disaster site worker training. That's either 7.5 hours or 15 hours. All the other training we have is either, like I said, 10 or 30 hours. And one of the biggest questions we always get is, how long does a 10-hour course take? The answer is 10 hours. Usually it's two five-hour days, but you're allowed to go up to seven and a half hours a day with all this training. And the same thing with any 30-hour class, it's 30 hours. That comes out to the fastest you can do it is four seven and a half hour days. If you do it faster than that, you're going to uh, get into trouble. So for example, there's people who on probation and in some cases jail time because they either did not do the training for the right number of hours or just writing out fraudulent cards. We get those all the time and we uh, record those and send over the information to the authorities. So the question is this, you need to fi figure out where you are. Maritime training. You can either be in a shipyard, you can be a longshoreman, or you can be in a marine terminal. Shipyard is obvious. You have a ship and you're repairing it in a shipyard. You're building it, you're repairing it, what have you. Longshoring, that is covers aboard vessels. So for shipyard, for example, OSHA has the 1915 standards, part 1915, longshoring, part 1918, marine terminals is part 1917. And what is a marine terminal? It's not a oil terminal. It is an area where you are loading, unloading, moving or handling other cargo from a ship or gear within a terminal into any land carrier holding uh, things in a consolidation area, anything having to do with loading or unloading ships or anything with cargo, things of that nature, there's a legal definition for it. Now, the some of the things in the outreach training program, I had this question come up today. My employees are qualified. They're all certified because they have an OSHA 30-hour card. In this case, it was construction. The problem here is this. A lot of jurisdictions, New York City being one of them, has a requirement that if you're working in, for the Department of Buildings, you need a 30-hour OSHA outreach training course. This is what the problem is. That's fall fine and good that you need one for that. But this is, but uh, a 30-hour certification or 10-hour or what have you is only an awareness level course. You're not actually certifying anybody in anything. It's an awareness level. So you can think 30 hours of awareness training? Yeah, 30 hours. We're gonna go over what the elements are for Maritime. Who is a Maritime Outreach Trainer? comes from the maritime industry and is an outreach trainer who goes through approximately two weeks of training from an OSHA outreach center 
there are several of them throughout the country, and you meet certain education and some experience requirements. Now, the reason why this is not a quote-unquote certification course is that you have a lot of different options on what goes into a course. And being a trainer, you have to tailor make those courses for your audience. So for example, in maritime training, if you're dealing with one type of terminal, one type of crane, one type of activity, that may not apply to another uh, terminal that you're dealing with. I'm just talking in real generalities here because it's, it has to be tailor-made to what you're doing. So a good, a good trainer will often, if you were given the opportunity, go in and evaluate exactly what's going on. Maybe a site visit, an audit, things of that nature that goes into that. I had one shipping company in the New York and New Jersey area that needed some maritime training uh, for marine terminals. And I said, well, what, what exactly are you doing? So they let me on the job. I went out and saw what was going on. And I said, okay, now I'm able to figure things out. What kind of accidents have you had here? What kind of incidents you do? A pre-interview type of thing. What you don't want to do is get into a situation where you design this course, you come to the facility, and nothing applies to what you're doing. You don't have the right overheads. Yeah, you make it work. Uh, it doesn't look good for you. It doesn't look good for the program with OSHA. And it leads to a very difficult class, and you'll probably have some people having trouble staying awake. I'm just saying that. All right, so we try to make this relevant to the people we're giving it to. This is one of the problems with an open enrollment course where you're just inviting people essentially off the street is that you really can't tailor make that. So what, what goes into this type of training? You have a mandatory topic list, seven hours. The first topic for about one hour is introduction to OSHA. It's one hour. And if you ever get audited by OSHA, they're in there with a stopwatch. Now it's on a smartphone, I'm sure. And they time you on this. And the introdu introduction level, and that was used to be a lot more. Now it's only one hour. And you're discussing the rights and responsibility of the workers, the employers, and everybody involved in the workplace by federal law. You go into whistleblower protections, how to report things to OSHA, uh, how, to, how to navigate the act and make it relevant to you. So in a 10-hour course, for example, that's much of a different, less in-depth focus than perhaps a 30-hour course where you're going to want to go and maybe go into a little bit more depth, right, over later on in the elective section. And you also want to go and tailor make this for your community. So, for example, if you're dealing with managers and supervisors, that's you can approach it from one point of view. If you're dealing with a worker, different point of view. There are mandatory overheads that you need to use and things that you have to cover that's all on the OSHA website. Oh, and by the way, this is uh, the latest uh, stuff from OSHA as of uh, December 9th, 2021. So this may change at any time. What else goes into mandatory topics? You have two hours of walking and working surfaces, two hours of personal protective equipment. Also, you have managing safety and health for two hours. And there's some leeway as to what you could cover on that. You could cover injury and illness prevention programs, I2P2, safety audits, accident prevention. You talk about management and employee involvement, accident investigations, worksite analysis, and hazard prevention. Next section is elective topics. And you have a whole bunch of topics to choose from. Uh, by my count, seven topics. And you have to cover at least two of those topics for a minimum of 30 minutes per topic. And that's about eight hours of training. Not about, it's eight hours of training. And then you go into the ending 15 hours of training. You have the optional topics for the last 15 hours. 
And what you're dealing with is hot work, welding, right? Burning and cutting, material handling, handling, bloodborne pathogens, machine guarding ergonomics and proper lifting techniques, and additional coverage on all other topics. So all of this goes into a little course. There's a lot of paperwork. The trainer has to keep track of everybody who's taken the course, sign-in sheets, any quizzes. I always try to do a group photo so we could go out and figure out who actually was in the training later on. And all those court cards, uh, all of that info gets sent into OSHA where you get cards within 90 days. And all of those cards have to go to the people getting the training. So an employer, for example, cannot hold on to that card and say, well, you're not getting the card. The employee has to get that card. The employer cannot uh, uh, play games with those cards. So for example, uh, there's computer programs out there that are used to change names on cards and then they photocopy them. It's a, no, it's a major issue. You can't do stuff like this. You gotta follow things by the book. And the OSHA training people, the OSHA outreach training people are supposed to do this stuff. You don't want to be on the receiving end of an audit by OSHA because that really isn't good. And if you foul up on your paperwork, you're going to have a problem. That's all I have for maritime training. And thank you for listening. This is Jim Polzel for Safety Wars. If you are interested in getting any of this training, contact us at jim at safetywars.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.